right. Like, you're totally live now, and the whole internet can see you right now. So, all right, so. <laughs> all right, so, well, basically, um, I kind of started here, guys, talking about traveling the world. And I wanted to talk about, like, how is it possible? Because everybody kind of makes this a hard thing, right? And it's not really that hard to travel the world. And I know it might seem that way, you know, um, but it's not really that hard. Right. And so, um, you know, I don't really, I haven't really talked a whole lot about, um, my travels, but I've been to, I mean, to be honest with you, I can't, I, I stopped counting at like 63. So I'm like at 60 over 65 countries right now. Okay. And not once did I ever um, concern myself with um, how I was going to um, um, get a, a work or how was I going to get paid or whatever. I just kind of like it, it. It never to me was never um, an option to uh, to think about like, oh, well, where am I going to work? It's just like I'll get work. So um, I told a story on um, Facebook about how. Um, I just, I had a conversation. It's really a trip. I was, you know, here's California. Let's call it Cali, right? Here's Cali. And then like here was Mexico. And literally I stopped like not too far from there and was having a conversation with my friend in my car. This is my Jeep right here, right? So <laughs> that's me. All right. So <laughs> I'm in my Jeep or whatever. And um, my friend was having a conversation with me. He's like, hey, man, you know, wh what are you going to do? You know, I'm like, man, I really want to go out of the country. I really want to start traveling around, right? I'm like, I don't know, 29, 30 years old at the time, right? So I'm like, man, I really want to take off. And he's like, well, what are you going to do about language? Or what are you going to do about, you know, money? And I just basically said, man, I'll learn, man. You know, if I've traveled, I've traveled all over the United States of America. If If I've ever, you know, I've hustled all over the United States and New York. If you can make it in Los Angeles and South Central Los Angeles, or if you can make it in New York City, then for me, I'm saying I can make it anywhere. I don't care where I go because there's nothing as tough as New York or Los Angeles as far as I'm concerned. Well, now you got Chicago. Even I've been to Chicago, right? So um, <laughs> Chirac, they call it, right? So I've been all over the world. So how is it possible to travel all around the world, okay, and make money. It's not a complicated task, guys. I'm, I'm dead ass serious when I say this, right? The number one thing you need to do, all right, so is get your passport, all right? I, I, I remember when they passed the law that everybody in the United States had to have passports. I was already out of the country at the time, but they, they were like, in two years, you have to have your passport. You guys refuse to go get your passports. Don't wait until it's time to travel to go get your fucking passport. Go get it now. That's like the number one thing that you should be doing right now is go pay that 99 bucks to get your passport, right? If you don't have your passport, dude, like like if people are talking about coming to France or something like that to visit, do you have your passport? Like, no. I'm like, well, okay, I don't even talk to you then. Like, if you don't have your passport, like 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 out in in the rest of the world, 
a passport is like kind of like par for the course. Everybody has one, right? Especially in Europe because you can cross over to so many different countries. Um, think about Europe as like the United States of America, like leaving from California, going to Arizona, except for Arizona would be um, Belgium or Arizona would be, you know, the Netherlands or Holland or whatever, right? So kind of think of it on that level. So um, there's a lot of really small little countries that you can drive through and catch. And, you know, they have the little visa, not, no visa area, but like to go to Greece, you got to have your passport. And they're going to check you. So you got to get your passport. That's like the number one thing. Your passport is, it's your passport to the world. That's what it is. And it's just a government-issued identification, man. So get that passport, right? And then you have a passport card. Now, that passport card is good enough to go to Caribbean countries. And it's like a regular ID. And it's good enough for you to go to Caribbean countries, Mexico, and I believe Canada. Okay? And maybe even like Bermuda or something like that, like the Bahamas. Real close stuff. And you can go... I might be lying. It might be just land borders, um, but you check on that. But the card is cool because, like, if you're going to go back and forth and do business with Canada, or do which is your biggest trade partners in the United States of America is Canada, right? So if you're going to do business, like going back and forth to Canada, there are a lot of business opportunities right there just on the other side of the border, especially in Mexico. So um, that's, like, where we're going to start talking about how to make money while you're traveling, right? So if you're in the United States of America, let's let's start there. Because like if you're in Australia, then you guys you guys are like in the middle of no fucking where, right? So, right. And in England, you guys will just like go to Spain. And that's as far as you'll ever go. So, there's a few of you dudes. There's a few of you dudes that are like in um uh like I don't know in the states. It's really weird. Like you guys are starting to migrate over there and kind of take over a little bit, but like over in the acting and stuff like that. But Brits pretty much, they got to be able to get on EasyJet and go home like in a drop of a hat. <laughs> I watched that show, um, A Place in the Sun, and her number one concern is, I'd like to get home and see my friends and family. It's like, man, why are you even leaving? Just stay home, man. <laughs> Anyways, so anyway, so the first place you should go is is Mexico, I think, to get your feet wet, right? And so what I did was I drove from california right all the way down it's like a thousand a thousand well like 500 miles like a thousand kilometers or whatever down to um cabo san lucas right and then um you guys know that there's like the sea uh i can't remember what it's the gulf right there so anyways and then you got to go across to like mainland mexico right so this is mainland so i took that across and then i drove another like four thousand kilometers down to Belize, right? And that was a hell of a drive. Now, it cost me, it was a nice lesson, man. But what I can tell you is I stayed in Tijuana for like, I don't know, before I would leave. And I, I think I stayed for like 45 days. And that's where I started learning how to speak the language. And you're wondering, how do you speak the language? All you do is you just immerse yourself and start talking. You'll figure it out. It's not that hard. And then um, ask everybody, number one, how everybody in the country is your language teacher. Okay. Like in Spanish, it's como, de, como se dice. How do you say this? How do you say that? Como se dice. That should be like number one coming out of your mouth, right? 
So that's how you tackle the language problem. Everybody in the country is your language teacher. Como se dice? Como se dice this? Como se dice that? And they'll tell you how to say it. And you remember it and you start putting together sentences, right? So that's the number one. Like, stay, like if you're in Mexico, you'll start understanding what languages. And once you start speaking Spanish, French and Italian and other languages will come really easy because a lot of the words are um, similar, right? But so that's their language problem. So now we have a money problem, right? So where do we, what do we do to take care of this big problem right here, right? So everywhere you go, there are big expat communities. And that's your, you need to network with expats. Now, I want, I want to make something really clear here, right? I'm going to make this kind of in red, right? You don't want to hang out with these guys too much. They're going to be talking a lot of shit about visas and work visas. And um, they're going to be talking about the country and what they don't like about it and the laws. Don't get involved with the local politics. Don't fall into the trap of the, the, the expats that have been there for a million years. What you want to do is network and find out what everybody does for business. Okay? And you're going to run into some interesting people. Now, you're going to say, well, Sonny, how do I do that? Well, you got the fucking internet, man. Just get on the internet and find out. Run a search for expats in Mexico, expats in, in um, American expats in Paris, American expats wherever, and you're going to see groups and meetups. This is huge, okay? When you see those meetups, right, What you, and this is like soon as you get in the country. Don't wait like five months to do this. Do this like your first day. Um, uh, when I moved to Cancun, they had a website called Cancun Assist. And that was the that was like the biggest website it was because everybody wanted to move to Cancun. This dude had set up this website, and it was before social media, right? So he had this once like Cancun on lock, and everybody met up there at Cancun Assist. And there was a little bar on Yachilan that everybody on Yachilan, uh, it's a street um, that everybody met up on. And on Sundays, you would catch all the expats in that bar, right? And that's where you want to be. You want to go to the bar where all of them hang out, tell them you're new in town, right? And start being nosy. You're going to find out what people are doing. Oh, this guy runs a boat charter. This guy does this. This guy does that. This guy is a wedding photographer. This guy does whatever. Everybody's going to have a little business. Now, here's the thing, right, <laughs> about expats. Most of them are lazy, okay? So, and what I mean by being lazy is they don't want to speak Spanish. They don't want to speak French. They don't want to speak German or wherever they are. They're going to be lazy. British are really like that. They will, they, they, <laughs> they'll marry a Spanish woman, but they will not speak Spanish, right? Um, Americans are the same way. You guys will come to France and speak English and get pissed off when nobody will speak fucking English to you. And it's weird. All right. So don't be lazy and learn the local language. Because when you do that, right, when you learn the local language, what have you done, right? There's a barrier here for them, but there's no barrier for you, okay? So you've just made yourself one up right right then, right? So that makes you number one. This is like a long round explanation. I'm going to do a whole series on this, but I'm kind of giving you like the ins and outs of how you can become successful without even being online, OK? 
Okay. That's the the number one thing is when you go to other countries, there's two things that you don't want to be dependent upon, right? The number one thing that you don't want to be dependent upon in the in a, in, a, in smaller countries is their currency. You never want to be dependent on making money in the country in their currency with the local people. That's number one. Number two, you don't want to be dependent upon their um, health system. Okay. You want to have enough money to go to the doctor. If you don't have enough money to go to the doctor, you're done for. So those are the two like no nos. Don't, don't be, don't be like uh, dependent on going to their doctors and getting their cheap health care because you're gonna die. The second thing is you don't want to live on their currency. So when you're working for expats, okay. When you're working for the lazy expats, remember that. They're lazy. Most of these dudes are 70 years old. They're 80 years old. And they don't. 60 years old. They're retired. They, they only have the bar. Or they only have their photography studio. Or they only have their wedding service or whatever they're doing. They only have that shit to be busy. Right? Are they married a Mexican woman or a Dominican woman or a Filipino woman? Or they married, you know, one of the local Thai girls or whatever? And they just got a business for them, right? And their family, right? I knew one guy that bought like rice fields in the Filipino in the Philippines for his woman, right? And he wanted to start exporting the rice. Job. Job done, right? So especially now when you go to certain places like in Mexico, it's really easy. Like if you're in the United States of America, right? And let's say you go right on the border of San Diego, okay? And you have TJ on this side. Well, you just go to San Diego, go buy some shit low, and come to Mexico and sell it high. Shit like cell phones, gaming, game devices or whatever, household appliances and shit like that, right? But here's the thing. You can't sell it in TJ. So what do you have to do? You have to travel. Now, so this is where the slickness comes about. So when you bring it across the border, Mexico has something like a 40% tax, right? So when you come across the border, um, when you have your car, like say you have a Mexican registered car, so you have to switch cars out, right? I'm giving you a lot of game right now. So if you're an American car, you start going deeper in Mexico, they're going to charge your ass. So what you do is when you drive from San Diego in your American car, you switch out for a Tier 1 Mexican car, and you drive on, and you won't get fucked with for your taxes. Then you drive somewhere in the middle of Mexico, right, the farm workers and shit like that, and you go sell your shit. You're talking like maybe a five-hour drive or six-hour drive down with whatever you have, like telephone, cases, uh, just a bunch of shit that they want, right? You just look, find out what they want, right? That is like the number one easiest hustle to make money while you're out of the country. You guys were expecting me to say, oh, you could have a social media marketing agency or you could, um, <laughs> or you could uh, start a digital marketing agency. No, you don't have to do all of that stuff, right? So... I'm going to come back on tomorrow, guys. This is just a really quick video to kind of give you an idea of how to start making money while you're outside of the country without working online if you don't want to, right? If you really want to leave out of the country like right now, then go. There's nothing stopping you from leaving right now. 
well, Sonny, I don't have any money. So what? Neither did I. You you want to know how much money? I'm, this is a, this will bust your noodle, right? When, okay, so I drove from San Diego, California, okay, and I probably had like six grand on me, right? And when I left there, and I got to Belize, um, and I didn't like Belize. It was like an armpit, and the internet is terrible, so don't go there, right? That's the, that's the place you don't want to go, all right? Not unless you're like a scuba diver and you can like. Um, teach people how to scuba dive or you're like you're a deep sea fisherman and you have a boat or something like that, then maybe. Or you have enough money to open a hotel. And even then, I'm like, nah, I don't know. So anyway, so I got to Belize and I decided I didn't like Belize. So I drove the four hours uh, to Cancun. Now, when I got to Cancun, I had 300 in like, I think 60 bucks. I can't remember what it was, but it was very little. I got a hotel room for $10 a day, right? And for 30 days, that was 300 bucks. I had like 60 bucks left over in my pocket. Maybe less than that. That was, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago or something like that. And I haven't been back to the States. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't run out of money and nothing bad happened to me. So you don't have any money. I'm like, so what? You can make money. The first day that I left, uh, that I got to Cancun, and I had that 60 bucks, I remember the beach was so beautiful, man. I'm like, man, I got to go down there. I still had all the shit on top of my Jeep and everything, so I got everything off the top of my Jeep because I had all my luggage and my TV and my computer and everything, and I had it all on top of the Jeep. So I, I took everything. It was like a four-floor walk-up in that fucking hotel. So I walked everything up to the hotel. I came back downstairs, and I drove with that Jeep straight to the ocean right and i, I in, like in the hotel zone is just beautiful it, it, it's like nothing you'd ever imagine because they actually built the and they like brought in sand in cancun it's one of the beautiful beaches in the world because they actually truck in the sand right so i go walk out to the beach right this is the ocean right and i sit down right here over here there was another black dude sitting right here. And the dude had like on a suit and tie at the beach. I'm like, what the fuck, right? <laughs> so I immediately started talking to him. And it come to find out that he wasn't like a brother from the United States of America. He was a Cubano. He was a Cuban. We started, his name was Michel. We started talking and he told me that he knew a German dude, right? Another expat who was also black that had an internet company and that he wanted somebody to help him do his marketing, right? That dude paid me a thousand bucks a month. That's what my, my gig was a thousand bucks a month to start marketing for his company. I got that job my first day that I jumped down in the country. Right? So that'll just show you that, you know, uh, and I had my computer. That's a whole different story. But that'll just give you an idea of you don't worry about how much money you have and don't worry about what you have going on right now. And, oh, I don't speak the language because I talked to this guy in English. I didn't hardly speak any Spanish at that time. This guy I talked to in English and everything I had to work on the Internet was English. Right. But I wanted you to see the, the common denominator here. Everybody in this equation was expats. He's from Cuba. He was an expat. 
He's from Germany. He's an expat. And there was me. I'm an expat. All three people. This guy was a musician and he played, um, he's actually in the States now. Um, he played the sax and he worked for all the hotels. This guy ended up owning like a, um, like a, a coffee shop in the hotel zone. Um, and I think now he owns a burrito place or something like that. And then me, I moved on. But my point is, is that all of us had businesses there and we all found something in common that we could do with one another. I ended up getting him a job with a friend of mine named Barry later on down in the years, right? So the expats get together. I just started talking. I saw somebody else. I said, well, hey, man, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get a gig. I just got here. And he's like, hey, man, I know somebody you could probably work for. Let me give him a call. Boom, done. Job done, man. So don't be scared. I'm going to do another video tomorrow, guys, like I said. I got a ton of stories about working out of the country, and I can give you a thousand and one ideas on how to get out of the country and go travel the world and work. And I worked any time I got ready to work or didn't work, right? So to give you an example, when I first came to Europe, I didn't want to work, so I had enough money where I didn't have to, and I went to um, Africa, and I went to a couple countries, and I stayed in Africa for like two months, and I didn't work there. No working there, right? So I just toured, had a good time, um, just wanted to check out the motherland and just go see what it was about, and I didn't work. But then when I got back to Europe, um, I started, um, I think I was, man, here's another a gig that I got, right? And this was before, Jesus Christ, this was before, um, like, YouTube. I think, yeah, I, YouTube was very young, if YouTube was even around, okay? I think YouTube was around, but... Um, you guys remember when Al Gore opened, um, what was the name of that place? I can't remember the TV place he opened or whatever, but if you guys remember when he opened that TV place, it was like current, current, it was current TV, current TV paid me $5,000 to shoot two short documentaries. Um, one was in London and the other one was in Prague. Okay. And. I didn't, that was my, those were the first two pieces that I shot ever. Just took a camera, microphone. I studied. I think there was YouTube then. Yeah, because I studied on YouTube on how to do it. And they paid me five grand. Boom. Done. My rent in Paris was like two grand a month. Two months rent down. Done. See ya. And I got paid quickly, right? So, and this was before anything that's going on right now. There's a bunch of ways to make money, guys. Um that was just a couple of ways. All right. So I just wanted to go live tonight, talk to you guys and chit chat. Um, I, I don't do this a whole lot, um, but I'm going to do it more often. And maybe next time even I'll answer questions because I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Is there like anybody like listening or talking or whatever? I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing right now. All right. So anyways, man, um, I guess that's a coffee break, isn't it? <laughs> How do you do that? Coffee.